So sometimes I use the phrase, offer it up to the divine. And I thought perhaps it would be good to explain what I mean by that phrase. And I suppose I can break it down, like I'd have to maybe give a pointer of what I mean by the word divine and offer. And that's no easy thing. I suppose what I mean by divine, when I use that word, it's not in relation to any religion. It's a word sometimes that has baggage depending on your cultural heritage or your religious upbringing. Some people can have a aversion to it. They can equate it with different religions. But I use the term free of any religious connotation. So for me, it's a kind of spiritual pointer, a word that I use as a spiritual pointer. And of course, it can't truly be defined because it can't be contained in any sentence or phrase, but sometimes how we define something will give us an indication how to appreciate or realize what that word is pointing to. So perhaps one way I could define the word divine as a pointer to that which is beyond any concept is that the divine is everything. It is also that which contains everything and it is also that which is beyond container and contained. And that can really leave no purchase for the mind. But it doesn't exclude anything then. Another way you could perhaps to describe the divine, as I see it, as I use that term, is that which is both simultaneously active and still. So my usage of that word divine is not simply some transcendent spirit or God somewhere else. It's what's here. It doesn't have to be approached through a religious institution, not even a teacher. It is that which is here. Perhaps now I'll open it up with the word offer. What do I mean, offer it up to the divine? Often 
people hear the word offer and there's a slight recoil as if it has, you know, a meaning of nearly suffering and old sacrifice, old testament stuff. It's, it's very unusual people, you know, that often the hurts we carry from perhaps religious institutions make us wary of certain terms, but for me the word offering is quite beautiful and perhaps it just needs clarifying. You know, often we, a word gets loaded with baggage or, and we just want to throw it out, we want to stop using it. But we could say the same for the word love. It's often used in a very limited context or meaning for most people. But that doesn't negate the power of love or love itself. So it's up to us to clarify how we use any word or concept and also the energy behind it and our realization of it. Do we have realization of unconditional love? Do we truly know what it means to offer? Can we clarify our relationship with the divine? So when I use the word or the phrase, offer it up to the divine, you could say it's a surrendering of separation. Often our very sense of self, what we consider to be me, is an exclusive concentration of consciousness. It's our consciousness is focused on our surface personality, on our mind, on our vital energy, on our physical body. And we call this me, and we give it a name. And often what defines us most is actually my problems, my struggles, my pains, my history, my accomplishments my knowledge, my power, my weakness. Which is a mixture of thoughts, emotions, desires, sensations. It's like our consciousness is focused in to such a degree it's exclusively concentrated on that. It's like it's mesmerized by this surface personality. This is what I am. So when I say offer it up to the divine, it means surrender your idea of self, of separation, to the wholeness, to the oneness, to the divine. So rather than this offering being a diminishment of self or any kind of suffering, it's actually the way out of suffering, a way out. And you could call that imagined suffering, in that 
we imagine that this surface personality is all that we are. But as we learn to offer up these surface movements, which means relinquish them back, or let go of the idea that they're ours, we start to recognize that these thoughts, sensations, emotions are a universal occurrence. They're part of what we call Mother Nature, Prakriti. We start to really, maybe you could use the term step back, that is witnessing consciousness. And that stepping back is a letting go, an offering up. And if we get in accustomed to that letting go, not just in our meditation practice or in satsang, or, but throughout the day to offer up our separation, our worries, our pains, our hopes, our clinging, offered up to the divine and to remember the divine in all that we do then we're not exclusively focused on the surface personality. We are really starting to appreciate the depth of our being, that there's so much more than the surface personality. So I'd always suggest, you know, if you find any recoil or distaste to any term or vocabulary, clarify what it means or why you find it distasteful. Is it because there's some hurt or trauma inside because an association with that term or and is that still valid for you? Really no word or term or concept will suffice they're only pointers. Use them lightly, but also as clearly as possible. The real nourishment is not in the vocabulary. <laughs>